Okay, the reading is taken from the book of Jonah, and it can be found on page 928 of the Church Bibles. And it's quite a long one, but uh, it's chapter 1, chapter 2, and just the first three verses of chapter 3, so it's up to 3a. And then there's another reading from Matthew I'll do afterwards, um, which can be found on page 972, but I'll remind you of that in a moment. So here we go. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord, because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me, the deep surrounded me, Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. 
The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Then the second reading is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8, verses 23 to 27, and that can be found on page 972. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, David. I really wanted all four chapters, but there you go. All four chapters are read in the Orthodox Church um, every year before Easter. Because in the Orthodox Church, this um, story is seen as having many, many parallels with Jesus' death and resurrection, with baptism, with rebirth, all sorts of things. But my challenge today is uh, to use these wonderful creatures. I needed, they've brought animals with them, by the way, and I, it was one of the props I didn't have was animals, so that's great. Um, to help tell this story of Jonah so that my prayer is that you will find, as I have been finding, some parallels in there for you. We're going to start off just thinking, I'd ask you to think about Nineveh, this great city which had 160,000 people. It was one of the biggest cities in the Assyrian period and God was displeased with it. And Jonah and Max, I'm rather hoping that as you know how I operate, you'd be happy to be Jonah, would you? Thank you. Um, so Jonah was a prophet, and um, as all good prophets, he knew his job was to go and say to people, turn away from your sin and pray to God. Turn away from your sin and turn to God. He's amazing, isn't he? And that was the job of the prophet. Sadly, the job, that often resulted in prophets being stoned, which isn't good, as in to death. And um, it, it wasn't the best of jobs, really, but that was what Jonah did. And 
God needed a prophet to go to Nineveh to tell them to turn from their ways and trust in him. I want you to think what it is about Nineveh that makes it a place that, that God is displeased with. So I want you to think, what are you displeased with? So have a little think about that. What don't you like? What, you, what do you think is maybe wrong with the world? What is the worst things going on in the world that are wrong with it? And I don't know what you're going to come up with, but I need some help here. And I was thinking maybe Heidi might be able to help me. Maybe somebody else might like to help me. It might be that we're all very rich and wealthy. Would you just wrap it around you and stay sitting there? Oh, I'll tell you what, Lucy will do this for me. I know she will. And um, it may be that we use that wealth in the wrong way. Would you like to choose a Ninevite for me and put that on their heads, Max? Choose anybody. Don't ask them. Just put it on their heads. And it may be that we think of people who, I don't know, you might be thinking of people who steal, you might be thinking of people who do bad things, you might be thinking of people who overindulge. Give that to Sandy. Um, <laughs> you might be thinking of people who love Ted Baker too much. Give that to Esther. Um, you might be thinking of, well, I, also, you might be thinking of people who eat just lush stuff all the time, but don't care about the rest of the world. You're not, I'm sorry you're not allowed any at the moment, Jaina, but I mean, it was, it was you, Heidi, you were after one of these, weren't you? The best food you can get, really. Sorry, so, so sorry, Claudia. <laughs> and, but um, in, in Nineveh, it was a very big city, and it didn't have many natural resources. So the way it got them was by trading. And so we know there were lots of wealthy people there because they were traders. And they exchanged one set of riches for another. And they blackmailed people and all sorts of things. Um, so it was a bad place, generally speaking. And Jonah, by the way, his name means dove. You can hold your dove. Um, he, was, he, was caught, he heard God say to him one day, Go to Nineveh and tell the people to repent. Okay. Uh, and he said, and he, what do you think he said? He said, no. No. He didn't say that in words so much as by action. So Nineveh was that way, but he went in the opposite direction, this way, and he headed off to Joppa. Now, at, in Joppa, there was a port. And he, he was heading for the opposite, in the opposite direction to Nineveh, which, by the way, is today's Mosul. Um, have I got two sea captains to come and sail this boat for me? I believe I did. Oh, thank you, David. Thank you so much. So he found a boat. And, you know, for a boat, you have to have a sail. You know, we've spared no expense today. <laughs> So, thank you so much, Stephen. If you could hold the sail there. So, Jonah, where's he gone? Came flying in the opposite direction and he got to the port and he went up to the ship and he said, Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. 
And they, they were very rude, old sea dogs, and they said, what? What? Where are you going? Where are you going? We're going to Tarshish. Can I come with you? Can I come with you? Oh, all right, oh, all right then. It's the other direction from Nineveh. Why do you want to go to Tarshish? Because I'm running away from my God. Because I'm running away from my God. He's running away from his God. I've never heard the like. So Jonah got on the boat, if you like to get into the middle of the boat. And then I need a couple of people like Hannah, for example, <laughs> to be the sea. And we know what happens. So Jonah gets onto the boat and he's running in the opposite direction. Could somebody else take this end? Stretch out, stretch out, stretch out. All you children there, you can be creatures of the deep. And so he sets sail on the boat and he's, see what he's done? He's, he's, he's running in the opposite direction. And a storm blows up. So he goes to sleep. Down below deck, he goes to sleep. Have you ever, when everything's going wrong in your life, decided to shut it all out and sleep? Now the captain and the, uh, the other person on the boat got really, really worried as they were rocking from side to side. And they were saying, I've never seen a storm like this. Never seen a storm like this. Something's wrong. Something's wrong here, something's wrong, badly wrong. And they looked at each other and they thought, we've got to lighten the load of the ship. Go on, say it. We've got to lighten the load of the ship. And so they threw out some of the cargo. Ali up. But the storm got fiercer and fiercer. And still, Jonah was asleep. So they went and woke him up. And Jonah said, this storm is my fault. This storm is all my fault. And he, then he said, throw me overboard and it'll stop. Throw me overboard and it will Now these sea dogs were not Hebrews. They believed in other gods. But at this point, they, he told them his story, that he believed in God, that he was running away from God. And they started to wonder, well, maybe there's some truth in what this fellow's saying. So they talked to each other. Shall we chuck it? Chuck him in, shall we? Shall we do what he says? They were worried because they didn't want to have his blood on their hands. Do you see what happens here, though? He. <laughs> Ali up! <laughs> and by some miracle, the storm stopped and the boat sailed away happily. Now, if you could stand up here a minute, Max, and show everyone what it's like when you're underwater. And um, Esther, we need some bubbles. So now Jonah, who has actually asked for himself to be thrown into the sea, 
He's actually made friends with these two people that don't share his faith. He's told them the truth about himself, that he's running away from God. He's been honest about that. And um, he's decided to sacrifice himself so that those two sea dogs could live. And he's falling down into the bottom of the sea. Can you wave your arms in the air? And all the air is coming out of his body. Look, see that? Imagine we're under the water. And the reeds, if you could stand up, Max, because then everyone can see you, just like wave your arms like you're floating downwards. And the seaweed wraps around himself like this. And as he's going down, he's praying to God. Even in the depths at the bottom of the sea, he remembers that God loves him, which is an amazing moment if you think about it. And we've all been in the depths when some amazing thing happens. Out of the deep comes a giant fish. Thank you. With a tail. (laughs) And the fish swoops down. Wow. What do you think of that fish? Is it scary? No. But the fish gobbles up Jonah. In he goes. Help. Well, you can't really speak because you're underwater. And the fish swallows him into his belly. And again, he is three days and three whole nights inside the fish. What do you think it's like inside a fish? What do you think it's like? Come and tell me. What's it like inside a fish? Seaweedy. It's seaweedy. What else is it like inside there? Do you want to go and have a look? Go and have a look. You can go and see inside the fish. Remember, you're at the bottom of the sea, mind. We could zip them up now, couldn't we? Anyway, inside a fish is very dark. It's like, it's like a grave. Okay, come out now. Come out now, except Jonah. Come out. Well done. That's it. Well done. It's very dark. You can't see a thing. It smells horrible. It's not nice. Some people think that Jonah actually died. A bit like that's why Jesus mentions him. We don't know what kind of fish it was. We don't know a lot about this. But the story is important because at this point, three whole days of not knowing of being unsure, when (laughs) your sister's just been eaten, I see that, it's problematic for me, (laughs) because after three days, are you ready, Jonah? I need you to come flying out there. Right, we're all going to make a vomiting sound now. It actually has a throwing up sound in the Bible. Can you do that? So it's a, like that, can you do it? See if all the grown-ups can do it together. You ready to come out, Jonah? Right, grown-ups. One, two, three. 
and out he came and landed on top of a mermaid. And Jonah stood up, and he was all covered in seaweed. Yeah, horrible. Do you know what was really interesting about this? He arrived not in Nineveh, which would have been useful. He'd had three days of free transport. He just arrived on the seashore. And then, who would work with children and animals, eh? And then, God spoke to him again. And this time, when God said, go to Nineveh, Jonah said, yes. yes. And so he went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a big place. And do read on. And if somebody wants to rescue the, either the whale or the children, that'd be great. Nineveh, Nineveh was a huge city. It tells us in the Bible it took three days to cross it. And at the beginning of the first day, Jonah simply said, we, you might think he said this, but he simply said this. God is forgiving, gracious, and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love. Turn from your sins. Turn from your sins. And as soon as he said that, the people turned from their sins. They stopped doing all the things that was wrong. They took off all their finery. Even the animals laid down. They were all covered in sackcloth and ashes. Just like that, within half an hour of him arriving. He was expecting three days. And then he went and sat on a mountain. And he waited, sit there, and he waited to watch the city be blitzed by fire and for everybody to be swept away. And he waited and he waited. And it was quite hot waiting. And while he waited, and, and by the way, the city didn't. Everyone repented and God let them off. But while he waited, a, sorry, I was running out of props at this point. <laughs> you have to use your imagination. Um, a flower grew overnight. Can someone come and hold this? Yeah? Thank you. And, he, and a flower grew up, grew up, grew up. And in the morning, Jonah was sheltered. Could you hold it over Jonah? From, could someone else come and hold the sun for me? Was sheltered from, yeah, you can. Well done. Hold that. Let everyone see. From the sun. And Jonah said, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. I like this. I like this. I'm waiting for Nineveh to burn. I'm waiting for Nineveh to burn. But Nineveh didn't burn. In fact, what happened was, okay, who's taken the worm? This is the, <laughs> I should just say, oh, there it is. This is, this is something very dangerous that goes with this. Someone rescued it. Good. Who'd like to take the worm? Would you like to take the worm? God created a worm, and the worm came and ate the flower. The flower fell down dead. The worm went away. Well done. And Jonah stood up, and he said, I'm furious. I'm furious. The, the flower is gone. Flower is gone. I'm hot, I'm angry, and I'm bothered. 
I'm hot, I'm angry, and I'm bothered. And you know, the story ends there. God told Jonah how much he loved him. He told Jonah how much he loved all the people in that city that he didn't know, that Jonah didn't know. And we're just left to decide, do we stay being angry forever? Or can we be compassionate and kind and forgiving? And that's a choice for us, and it's a choice that only we can answer. And I'm going to say amen to that. Thank you for listening. Children, well done. Thank you, Sue, and thank you, children, for helping us to think about the story of Jonah. So while we regroup at the front here, ready to tell the story of how Jesus came, came to meet us all in our time of need through communion, we're going to sing another song, um, be beginning with everyone needs compassion, because it's, that's so true. We all need compassion. We all need the love of a saviour to redeem us. So we're going to stand together and sing. Everyone needs compassion. Please stand. Mm -hmm.